Bitterness. What is it? Where does it come from? How does it affect me? How does it affect those around me? All this and more on this episode of The Patriotic Preachers. Welcome to the Patriotic Preachers Podcast, a show that looks at American politics through the lens of a patriot and by the light of God's Word. I'm Michael Farr. With me tonight, Derek Farr. Hello. Glad to be back with you tonight. We are constantly improving the setup of how we record, and uh, tonight we're tampering with it again. Uh, We have moved... From still in the same office where we were the last couple episodes, but just kind of moved to a different from a different desk to a table. We are one preacher shot. One preacher shot tonight. Cody is not with us tonight. He's working. And uh, you know, it, it takes work to pay the bills, but uh, we do miss him tonight. And uh, Caleb was going to join us tonight, but he cut part of his thumb off. Never cut towards yourself. That is the episode for tonight. Thank you for listening. Yeah. If Caleb listens, he's going to say, well, I didn't think of that. That's 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 what he's going to think. <laughs> Always whittle away. That's right. Um, he he told me, I bought a new knife. I was excited to use it. I started working with it. I wasn't even thinking. Cut. He said, he, well, he could, he said he could see to the bone. It's pretty mm. interesting. Ooh. But anyway, so uh, do you have a good day today? I did. I did. I, I uh, went over. To uh, to Georgia, we're we're only eight miles from the Georgia line, but I um, went over and spent some time with my big brother, who is also a pastor, and um, had had a really good time. Yeah. Fellowship. We need to see about. I, I I don't know if he would if he would, but we need to see about if he if he would come and record with us. Yeah. At some point. Um. But anyway, it is. Uh, we're glad to be back, even though we are a preacher shy. Good to be here and uh, recording. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Go follow some Facebook Patriotic Preachers. You can also send us an email, patriotic at gmail.com. Um, we've got a Twitter account, 1776 Preachers. Um, trying to think, put in all the plugs. Uh, you can go support us at anchor.fm. There's a little support button there. Uh, there's just a host of other things that we could discuss, but uh, let's go ahead and jump into the episode at hand here. We're going to be talking about bitterness. Is bitterness ruining your life? Um, so I guess the first thing that we need to discuss, we need to first of all discuss what bitterness is, then we need to, to discuss how can we detect bitterness in our lives, and then I guess thirdly, if there's if there's a, a an order to this, I guess thirdly, we need to discuss how do we deal with it, um, because sometimes for that step two, sometimes you may not even know really that you're harboring harboring bitterness. So uh, how can we detect it? Absolutely. But but firstly, what what is bitterness? I if if I had to give a short definition of it, it is undealt with or uh, um, dormant anger. Mm. 
when you when you don't handle your anger correctly that there's nothing wrong with being angry right that a lot of people especially those who are trying to live for the lord they think that that being angry about something is is sin but but it's not mm-hmm. you know, it well it depends now mm-hmm. you, you know you can't just be angry about anything but right. anger is a it's an emotion that god has given us and if used correctly mm-hmm. um it um uh, it's beneficial yeah um we find the lord jesus christ got angry in the temple yeah and uh, he dealt with some money changers and he dealt with him pretty harshly yeah um but not having any any kind of emotion you have to really be careful when dealing with emotion if you're not careful um emotions undealt with can destroy you uh they can destroy you physically uh emotionally and definitely spiritually uh but a um, an emotion of anger that is not dealt with definitely will turn into bitterness sure. and the bible describes it as a root mm-hmm. um if you we live in the south and uh if you live in the south or if you live in the uh i think it was japan where kudzu came from or, uh, yeah i think so <laughs> if you live over there you know what kudzu is yeah it's a vine it's a a fast growing vine and i have heard tell i don't know this to be fact but uh, i've heard tell that it grows six inches a day mm-hmm. i've heard that too so it's a vine that'll actually it'll take over your whole property sure. i don't care how many acres you have trees it takes over trees mm-hmm. it takes over everything and um to to combat it uh, if you're just going to cut it if you're just going to cut the 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 weed mm-hmm. the, the the vine then it's going to be a never-ending process to stop kudzu you have to get to the um the the root you have to find the genesis mm-hmm. of it and um i was talking to a guy he had some uh some kudzu on his property when he finally found the the root he said the root was two and a half inches across wow and uh, it it had taken over his entire property uh, and you have to dig that stuff up yeah same thing with bitterness you have to here's the problem uh, the reason it's so hard to deal with, Micah, is anger, if it's not dealt with correctly, then um, it turns into bitterness, and then you are so easily angered about everything. Sure. And um, to somebody were to ask you if, you, if you if you've got a problem with bitterness, why are you so mad? Mm-hmm. B- because you always do this. Right. That, that's not why you're mad. Mm-hmm. That's that's just that, that's a weed. Yeah, it, it's it's part of. Okay, so sure, maybe one little thing did set you off, but there was a reason for like the underlying cause of it. Right, we've not got to the root, and so just to kind of piggyback off of the idea that yeah, you can be angry and sin not. Well, I mean, you you look at David with Goliath; he got mad at Goliath. Yeah, righteous indignation. Um, but then look at the other half of that later on, because Saul sinned. God takes away the kingdom from him, and you see Saul get angry, and he had every right to be mad. Yeah. I, I fine, but he got mad at the wrong thing. He, he should have sh- got mad at himself. He got mad at David. He should have. Right. He should have got mad at the sin that mm-hmm. he committed, and even even then, he shouldn't have gotten necessarily mad with himself 
understand that you you yeah you yeah, messed we, up we move it. on right yeah. um but because i mean there are some things that that we could that we could i guess we could sit and think about if saul doesn't get so bitter towards david does jonathan live yeah you know because jonathan wouldn't have caused david any trouble well, you know and and the, the only reason that that the lineage of of kings are killed by men and even then by by god is so that they don't cause trouble jonathan would have been david's biggest fan yeah you know I, you can't change my mind otherwise now that is just me knowing jonathan up to the point where he died it's very possible that god knew more than me right. and it's, it, that's possible the but death of his father could have caused bitterness in sure his and so you just I, I don't know but just thinking about that is is saul responsible is his bitterness responsible for that uh, but we, we see that in David's life. David, yeah. his sin affected four of his Absalom, children. Absalom. Uh, well, the first, the child. Yeah, the child, then his daughter. Uh, yeah, his daughter. Um, I can't remember her name. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Tamar. Tamar. I wanted to say Tamar, but I, I wasn't sure if that. But then um, Amnon and then Absalom. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, and, and then, and then too, I, I, you, you said that, that, you know, you can be angry and it's okay. Just, just like you can ask why and it's okay. Yeah, but there right. comes a time when you continue to ask why and it does become a sin because you're not content with the answer. Just like you can have your anger directed at the wrong person or at the wrong thing, and then it does become that you're angry at people. A lot of times, um, bitterness is um, in 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 my life. And in those that I have uh, counseled through the years, when when I am confronted with bitterness in a person's life, it is the person got angry with mm-hmm. someone who had authority over them, sure. and they didn't know how to handle that. They mm-hmm. didn't know how to. Just like a moment ago, when we were across the street, um, we were we were working on something, and uh, and I just I just said something, just kind of popped it off, and you just sent it back to me and mm-hmm. said look it is what it is you know and yeah. so rather than living with it and and letting somebody say something that would cause you to get um angry and not not handle it and i'm not saying that every time somebody says something you are to uh, interject something back sure but you have to deal with it right then mm-hmm. you got you you gotta you gotta figure it out in your mind or in your heart and um and say, okay, what do I need to do with this? Do I need to do I do I need to confront this person with it, um, or do I just need to file it yeah. as okay? Maybe it shouldn't have made me angry. Right. Um, I'm just gonna uh, consider the source or consider mm-hmm. the situation and go on. But again, just in in my uh, experience, that's where bitterness is. Uh, most of the time, that's where bitterness comes from. It's, yep. it's a person that's in your life that has authority over you, and uh, you don't know how to handle the the anger mm-hmm. um, with that person. If it's your dad, and and that's where mine come from. Right. Um, my daddy was a um, he was he was a, a drunk and um, was very abusive, but he was an authoritarian or authoritative uh, man, mm-hmm. and. Uh, there was no discussing anything sure. with him um, 
regardless. And so um, he would say things, he would do things, and, and we don't have enough time for me to get into all of the, the, uh, the things that happened between me and him as a young child starting at the age of seven years old is when the physical, um, the physical abuse started, but the mental abuse was before that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of anger yeah. toward my dad. Sure. Um, I didn't know what to do with it. I couldn't go to him. I couldn't, yeah, you I couldn't, couldn't sit down and him talk about to him. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you respected him enough not to be, get physical about it. You couldn't get verbal about it because the, that line of communication was not open. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, I, I, hearing you talk about it, it's a, it was a no win scenario for you as far as you, it wasn't going to be fixed man to man between you two. But that's the thing with bitterness very few times is it going to be fixed between the two people. And if it is, then God's involved. God has to be, if bitterness is taken over, a lot of times, and I don't want to take God out of the equation because God helps us with, with every aspect of life. But a lot of times if I'm mad about something small, I can get over it. Right. Right. Just just me, just give me time. I'll get over it. But if I allow it to grow into bitterness, I don't know of a man in two shoes who can conquer bitterness by himself. Yeah. God has given us the ability to overcome some things, but bitterness is one of those things where you search for the root. It tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure that throughout your life you looked at yourself and you said, I'm an angry person. And yeah. you asked, Why am I so angry? Right. And you would say, Well, you were a bully bully. You bullied bullies. Right. Maybe you would say, well, I'm just aggravated at these people because they don't know. They need to pick on other people. They don't need to pick on anybody. So I'm mad at them. And then at times, maybe you say you're mad at your siblings. And maybe even sometimes you'd say, I'm mad at my father for this. Yeah. When in reality, you weren't mad at him for the physical abuse. You weren't mad at him for the emotional abuse. You It was much more. And you, you've alluded to it by hearing your, hearing your testimony you finally got to the place when you got saved where you were like, I just want somebody to love me. Yeah. And that's what it was. You, If, if he would have shown any sort of love, which it was all the absence thereof, yeah. you know. So. I, had, I had a lot of things going against me as, um, as a kid. You know, first off, my dad, um, being what he was, uh, he was lost and um, was, um, he was a drunk and and I, I know a lot of people don't like that that title, but um, the Bible calls them drunkards. Yeah, and he um, would have called himself. He, that he too. called himself yeah. a drunk. And so I, I don't I don't apologize for using biblical terminology. Um, I think we have we have we made have, everything a sickness. We've diluted sin. Yeah, it's it's all become a sickness, and they can't help it. And yeah. yes, you can. You sure. can't help it. And so. But I, I had him, you know, being he was just he was just a very mean individual. Um, learned later on that his father was the same way toward him, um, and so the cycle continues. But uh, you know, I'm, we're poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm number six of eight children. Um, we didn't live in houses in yeah. the summertime. He we was lived, a war vet. Yeah, he was a war vet. He ran from from ghosts. He, he had PTSD. Um, we lived in tents, um, in the summer when we did live in a house, it was, uh, a lot of times a 
single wide trailer in a really bad trailer park or in a, a kitchenette in a motel in on the bad side of town. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have the clothes that everybody else had. Um, I was always dirty. Mm-hmm. I wet the bed until I was 18 years old. So, uh, smell like urine. Most of the time I was a walking joke, mm-hmm. uh, for a bully. I was, I was fair game. I moved 72 times from second grade to graduation. We would move across the street. I mean, we, he just could not stay in one place about every month and a half. We were gone. We would, we would move back a lot of times to the same place, but we'd move from Alabama to, uh, to Denver, Colorado, to Houston, Texas, to, um, Florida, to Mm -hmm. Tennessee, where, you know, we're just, we're moving everywhere. It's not like he was following a job. He just up and leave. He just, yeah. yeah, In the middle of the night, he would come in six 30, seven o'clock at night. And my mama more than one time would put supper in the car. Mm Mm-hmm. We kept a U-Haul trailer for years at mm-hmm. a time. We we wouldn't turn it in. It was before uh, computers. Yeah. And so we just keep it because we move so much. And so all of this, all of these things, uh, my dad being the genesis of all the uh, the bad, mm-hmm. because he was the he was the main bully in my life. Right. Um. I was always the new kid. I never got to never never had friends because we didn't stay long enough. Yeah. You know, so uh, my mom and dad fought all the time. All we knew how to deal with conflict was fight. So me and my siblings, the way we dealt with things, conflicts between ourselves was fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I was scared of everything. Um because of my dad, I was I was scared to death, and and then I finally realized when I was about eleven years old, um, my dad had this rule that if one of the kids got picked on, then the one just above it didn't matter if it was a girl or boy. My older sibling is a girl; her name is Delana, and she had to take up for me. That was the rule, mm-hmm. um, and she did. But um, my younger sister, uh, one particular time, got bullied by a guy. My dad told me to go. And deal with him um and so i went and found him but i was scared and i came home and my daddy asked me did you handle it and i said uh, no sir and he he beat the daylights out of me yeah put me back in the yard told me to go find him i went back and i found him and i was still scared and i went back home hoping that he wouldn't ask and he asked again and this time he I, sh- I should have went to a hospital. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got beat that bad. And uh, I realized that there's nothing that a bully can do to me mm-hmm. that's any worse than what I'm going to get at home. And so I went and I found that kid. And uh, and I learned that I knew how to fight. Mm-hmm. Well, I had been fighting with my brothers and sisters my whole life. Right. But not outside the house. Mm-hmm. And so when I realized I could do this and I was really good at it, mm-hmm. um, my whole world changed and I didn't become a bully to, um, I wasn't the one that would pick on a kid that wet the bed like me. Right. I would pick on the one that picked on the one. Yeah. And I, I justified mm-hmm. my bullying ways. I, I was a vigilante, if right. you will. And, uh, 
all that what that done was that gave me an avenue to release mm-hmm. the the tension yeah. inside of me. And every bully that you encountered was Lindsay Farr. Exactly. But at the same time, what what I thought I was releasing, mm-hmm. I was fueling. Yeah. I was feeding this root right. of bitterness. And the thing I was I was twenty six years old before God no, I was twenty seven before God was ever able mm-hmm. to deal with the, the bitterness in my life. Yeah. I'd gotten saved at nineteen years old and God could have handled it immediately. Sure. If I would have allowed him to, God would have handled it immediately. Absolutely. And and I know he brought it up. I know he did. But I was so bent on being right, mm-hmm. um, I let that opportunity pass me by. And and I purposely took that anger and held on to it. I said, no, God, you can't. This is mine. Mm-hmm. And supernaturally, God will take things away from you when you're saved. Yeah. Drunk, stop drinking. Mm-hmm. Drug addicts stop doing drugs immediately. Yeah. Cold turkey. They right. stop because the Holy Spirit of God moves in. And, and he takes those things supernaturally away from them. Mm-hmm. And and I know the Holy Spirit tried, but I would not let it go. Yeah. I, I didn't realize what it was doing to me. Right. And, uh, I, and and probably you would not have labeled it as bitterness. You would have said, yeah, I'm, I'm... And probably a lot of times you you might not even say that you were mad at him. No, he was just the bad guy. You know, he yeah. was the bad guy in my life. And... uh because even even then, you know, at at, at nineteen, at it, at what? Let me ask you this: Was there ever a point where you would say that you didn't love your daddy? No. And so that that, that it's hard to say that I I'm mad at you and almost hate. Yeah. I hate I hate who you are. I yeah. hate you. I not not that I hate what you're doing. I hate you. And that's what bitterness does. Yeah. And but but you would go, no, I I, I don't. I, I fueled it. I fueled my my um, resistance mm-hmm. with every other person in my home above me. Mm-hmm. All my brothers and sisters above me had physically fought mm-hmm. with my my daddy, and. Uh, and I purposely did not do that. Yeah. I believe it was the Holy Spirit of God before, even before I was saved, sure. keeping me from that. Um, the only time I remember putting my hands on my father in a in an aggressive way was to push him away when he pulled a knife on me. Mm-hmm. My dad pulled guns. Uh, he sprayed me with mace. He he beat me with um, broom handles, mop handles. Um, water hose uh, anything he could pick his hands yeah. pick pick up with his hands and and then his hands right massive hands he wore a size 16 ring he was a man's man he was very strong he could rip leather with his bare hands uh, yeah. he was an upholsterer he was super strong from his uh elbows to his hands he was massively strong and i never i never the only the only thing i ever done was 
push him away when he pulled that knife that day. Mm-hmm. And then other times I just held him at bay. Yeah. And, and I used that to fuel the I'm right side sure. of all of this. I'm, I'm, I'm the good guy. Right. He's the bad guy. Right. And, uh, so the, the, the question I would, I would have for you is in, and it took you from 19 to 27, you said. Yeah. So the question I'd ask God to save my daddy, my daddy got saved yeah. in 95. Right. I dealt with bitterness in 96. Yeah. It is amazing how bitterness can hide in a person. I prayed for my daddy every single yeah. day, begging God to save him. You know, bitterness is a dangerous thing. It is it's very dangerous. Yeah. So the question is, how how do you identify it? What does it take? For you to finally get to the point where you realize, and maybe it's not a realization, maybe it's something that you always know, you just have to admit. But I'm, I've I've dealt with a little bit in my life, but never to the extent that 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 you have um, with your daddy. But at what point, or how do you how, how do you identify it? I'll just ask it very broad like that. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, it had gotten to a place with me where I had, I had, um, willingly ignored it Mm -hmm. to the point where I was unable to see it anymore. Um, I, I know exactly where I was when God showed me my, my bitterness. I was at a prayer camp and, um, all we done, this was the second year that I'd gone, um, for five days, all we done was pray. Um, we'd get up in the morning. We would go to a rock altar and we would pray until lunch uh, or dinner because mm-hmm. it was a full spread. And then uh, we would pray from dinner till supper. And then from supper, we'll pr- we would pray till it was time to go to bed. And sometimes we wouldn't leave that rock altar till on up in the morning. And um, I'd done that all week the year before. And uh, there was just, there was always something. You know, God's, God's dealing with me about things. Um, a, a little along, a little at the time. Right. Um, didn't God's not an overwhelming person. He just he gives you what you can handle. Sure. All right. So the next year I show up, and uh, my dad got saved in '95. Right after uh, I had went to this prayer camp the first time, and uh, and then I show up to prayer camp the next year, and um, it does. It's it's raining on a Wednesday, and uh, rather than going outside to the rock altar up on the hill we we all stayed in a gym um and the moderator of the meeting put some chairs in a circle and put a put chairs you know just formed a circle and then put one chair in the middle of that circle Mm -hmm. and said if you need prayer get up and make your way to the chair and uh, the men will pray for you there was somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 55 men of god preachers uh missionaries uh, layman there and uh i was sitting there and a man got up and and we we prayed for him and and then i went back and sat down and another one got up and we prayed and i don't know how many there were before this but it was i'm not gonna say it was an out-of-body experience or anything but it was it was as close as you could possibly mm-hmm. get i it was like i knew what was happening but i couldn't it was like I couldn't control what was I, I'd stood up and I was talking to myself in the back of my mind saying, what am, what are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking, okay, well, I mean, I need prayer. You always need prayer. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm, I'm going to make my way to this chair and I'm going to tell him what I want him to pray with me about. And so, uh, I start walking toward the chair and I just stop. And all of a sudden it's like God opened a floodgate of emotion. Mm -hmm. I had prayed and I had asked God, search my heart, try my thoughts. You know, I I was, I was, I was praying and asking God to do those things, Mm -hmm. but God knew that it had to be a controlled environment because it was about, I was about to get flooded, Yeah, you know? And so I am in a very controlled environment and the Holy Spirit of God poured out this, it was just like he unleashed emotion Mm -hmm. and I could not contain it. Mm -hmm. I, I fell under the weight of it. I was on my knees. I was on my hands and knees and I was, they were asking, preachers were asking me what I needed prayer for and I couldn't talk. Uh, I, I, I could talk in my mind, mm-hmm. but my words, I couldn't form words. And, uh, in the back part of my mind, as my body is coming unraveled, my emotions, the emotional part of Derek is, is to pieces. But the spiritual part of Derek in the back part of his heart is talking to the Holy Spirit. And I said, what is happening? And God revealed to me that uh, that I had bitterness in my heart toward my my daddy yeah. and toward my mama. Yeah. And uh, right then and right there, I I asked God. I I said, please, you know, just take this. I I don't want to be angry anymore. I I don't want this anymore. Help me through this. And uh, I mean. If we don't have enough time to tell you all the stuff that God, God was trying his best to show me. Yeah. My daddy was dying. Um, in 94, he was dying. You were little, you were mm-hmm. a little boy or you were a baby. Um, and he's in Tuskegee, Alabama in the, 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 uh, VA hospital. And I, my sisters call me, tell me that my daddy's dying. And I, I get in the car. Um, we put you in the car seat Becky's in the front seat. We pull out. I get on the main highway and I stop. I said, I'm not going. Turn around and went back home. Get to the driveway. And I said, I got to go. And I, I pull back out and go down the road. Half a quarter of a mile. Stop. Turn around and go back. I don't know how many times I've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, I really thought that what I needed was for him to do something. Mm-hmm. You know? And so... Um, I finally made my way down there and I, I stood in the, the hospital room. He was on a ventilator. He was awake. Um, they don't do that anymore. If you're on a ventilator, they put you to sleep. Uh, but my dad was awake. He was on a ventilator. He was strapped down. He, so he couldn't pull anything out of his throat. And, uh, for about 30 minutes, I just let him have it. I just gave him what for, you know, why did you hate me? Why, why did you treat me like you did when I was little? You know, I thought that I needed him mm-hmm. to respond to react he needed to know what yeah. you were you know, yeah um, like he like he didn't know okay yeah, exactly right. you know and then you know after that i thought i needed to hear him say i'm sorry mm-hmm. that'll fix it say i'm sorry um well i heard it yeah he got saved and yeah but 
That didn't fix it. Right. Because it had nothing to do with him. Sure. Bitterness, here's the problem. Anger has all to do with the subject at hand. Mm-hmm. Bitterness. I'm sorry for what I did. Okay, well, I'm, I'm cool now. Yeah. We're, we're good. Bitterness, it's a lot deeper than that. Yeah. It's a lot deeper than that. So let me let me ask you this, because you were, you were married for about four years from the timeline that you're giving me, a, a close to four years. Yeah. Um, how did we could talk about you know you got you were you were bitter in your childhood and how that affected your your siblings around you how that affected other people physically and emotionally that's a story for another time i think but how did uh, you got saved in 89 got married in 93 Mm-hmm. How right did that affect right with the Lord in ninety two? How did how did your bitterness affect Mama and affect me and then have ripple effects for years after oh, yeah. you even got it dealt with? So how did how did bitterness affect your family, us, the the four? Because I I think I think pretty well you had it pretty well whooped uh, by the time Ansley was born in oh four, yeah. but those those late nineties were yeah. pretty rocky. Yeah. Um. I, it almost ruined my marriage. Um, bitterness. The problem with bitterness is, it's 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 not a, it's not an individual sin. Mm-hmm. It is a, it is a, um, a cluster mm-hmm. of sin, and the 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 mass part or the the biggest part of it is deception, mm-hmm. because you're lying to yourself saying you're not mad. Right. That's how bitterness grows. It feeds off of you deceiving yourself. Sure. Uh, because if you ever come to the realization, hey, I'm mad, I'm angry, then you you got a choice to make, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't want – I lived this double life. Um, I got called to preach in 93 just before me and Becky got married. And uh, – I've always been this cut up, you know, playing and, and, and having fun. And, uh, I, I use that as a, as a kid to, to try to combat some of the feelings I had. So when I'd go to church or when I would be at work or whatever, uh, I was cutting up and playing. But when I went home, mm-hmm. I was a completely different something. And, um, I didn't, uh, I didn't give your mama an inch you know, if she messed up just mm-hmm. a little bit, if she didn't do something right then, if she didn't do it the way I wanted it done, uh, I was just, I was a, I was a monster to live with. Yeah. And, um, you know, God showed me who I was. Um, I guess it was 90, 98, 99. God showed me who I was. And, uh, you know, I asked her, it, it, it the culmination of that was, she looks up at me that night and says, I hate you. Yeah. Um, and the first thing that went through my mind was I can't lose my family because I'll lose my ministry. Yeah. I'll, I'll lose this. People will know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> can't lose my family because I love my family. No. It was, I can't lose my family because of me. Because of me. Which exactly. is what, which is bitterness. That's bitterness. Yeah. That's, that. that is the, that's, the root of bitterness is pride. It's pride. Absolutely. You right. did me wrong. How dare you do me wrong? And it continues to build. And 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 you you were the victim. I for sure 
100%. You did nothing to deserve what you got. Yeah. Nothing. Seven-year-olds don't do anything, to nothing get to out. get knocked out. Right. But later on, it becomes... That's the problem. The The victim becomes the, the aggressor. aggressor. Yeah. And that's the cycle. Yeah. And see, the you you got it dealt with in 90... What you what you say? Ninety six. Ninety six. Okay. Uh, that was the beginning of getting it dealt yeah, with. You, God you, revealed it to right. me, and I, as it would come to, um, come to my knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, I would ask God to help me and and ask forgiveness. But it it rippled my yeah. life. It for a for a good long while. Sure. It was probably from ninety six. It was probably five years. Um, yeah, at least that that's the time frame I would give it yeah. just from from because I'm living I'm living it too. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know, um, but on the on the child aspect of it, I, I can't speak to, to mama, but, you know, I'm uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, because you could you could stretch it in O two mm-hmm. if you wanted to. Yeah, um, I think I think O two O three and in my memory, things got better, you know. But hearing hearing how you talk with Uncle Dwayne and how he dealt with the turbulence of yeah, the man. situation y'all were in and how Crazy. he'd sit there and he'd watch TV and he just yeah, Mom and Dad would be fussing, fighting physically fighting, yeah. and he would he would be laying in the floor and actually look around hit my mom and daddy to continue watching yeah. Gilligan's Island or whatever was on television. Right, it just. It was like make believe it's not happening. Yeah. Well, I never, I never knew y'all to get physical. That that's never been. You have never been that way. Mm-hmm. You know, to your credit, you've never been that way. Um, but the bitterness did have effect in the far household. We did not have. I I I I didn't think this when I was three and four, five and six and seven. I didn't think that. I thought we were. I, I liked things were things were pretty good at the house. Yeah. But there were coping mechanisms that I developed at a young age, and then with with Katie coming in at ninety eight in ninety eight, she is my focus, you know, because I've got I've got a little sister now, mm-hmm. and when mom and daddy start fussing and fighting over, I don't understand what because I'm little, but and I didn't know really, I didn't really know. I just knew it happened. Yeah, just you know, fussing. I, I just, it wasn't fighting. It wasn't I never fighting. hit. Yeah, it was just. It was fussing. just fussing. But, but I, it was a. It was very loud. It's very loud. So I would just. I would just be there. But then Katie gets a little bit older, and then Katie. Katie d- wouldn't remember because by two thousand it was starting to clean up, and so she was two. But I would take her. The fussing would start. I take her. We, or we we'd either in the car if it started in the car. I'd start talking to her. If we were at home, I'd take her into a room. We'd start playing. And that is the beginnings of looking around. That's right. Because that's where that's where it starts. If it doesn't stop, you get physical eventually. Yeah. I, I, I can look back and I can see an alternate timeline where Derek Farr begins to get physical. Well, if you'll, if you'll remember where it all ended... The last major fuss that I allowed myself to get into was when I punched. Oh yeah, the I door. remember that. That's the last time. That's when I yeah. and I would tell I would tell Becky 
and I and I, I use this to to even fuel. I would I would I'd pat myself on the back. I'm not my daddy. Yeah, I've I've never hit anybody. Sure. I'm not my daddy. Um, but the the old saying, words can never hurt me. That's mm-hmm. a lie. Oh yeah. The I don't remember any of the beatings I got. Mm-hmm. I don't. As a matter of fact, you get over physical pain, right? As a matter of fact, the the, the physical part of my dad's abuse. I don't. I don't ever look back and go, oh, man. He beat me. The things he said. Yeah. What he said. How he said. And that's, the, that's the, what. When you look, when you think back about my dad beat me, it's not. Oh wow, that hurt. It was. My my dad yeah. beat me. Yeah. It's the emotional right. scarring from right. your father being the one to beat you. And up. the thing is, it's not. Like, I know we're I know we're drawing this thing out, but I I really think this could help some folks. I yeah, really do for sure. Um, one one particular day, my my dad tells me uh, to deal with this boy that picked on my little sister, um, and it was after. I had learned I could fight, mm-hmm. so I wasn't afraid anymore. Uh, I jump on this kid um, as soon as we get off the bus. Jump on him, and uh, his mama's there. His mom and his seventeen-year-old brother. Well, his seventeen-year-old brother pulls me off of him. Uh, at that time, I'm probably twelve, and uh, his mama just starts slapping me in the face, just right hand, left hand, right hand, left hand, just both sides of my face, just slapping back and forth, back and forth, and. Uh, is not phasing me. I'm still trying to get to this kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, um, I realize I, I can't overpower the 17-year-old boy. And uh, I go home. Well, my, my mama's there. She's at home. And uh, no, 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 she's not at home right then. She comes in just after that. My face is still red. Mm-hmm. And as soon as my mama come in the door, my sister Denissa tells my mama what happened. And uh, my mama takes me up the hill to this lady's house. She's got a knife. My mom has a knife, and she's gonna she's gonna hurt this lady. Uh, not a doubt in my mind. She's gonna she's gonna stab her. This this is the world I live in. Yeah. Um. We get up there. She won't come out of the house, and uh, so we come back down the hill. Later on, my dad comes home. Well, when he finds out somebody's jumped on me, he hates me. Mm-hmm. He despises me. But nobody hits me but him. Yeah. You know? And so he gets me. And there's some bikers that have moved in next door to us, um, part of the outlaw bike gang, ruthless people. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one particular guy has taken a liking to our family. Well, he goes with us up the hill. And uh, he tells my daddy, you don't don't do anything. I'm going to handle this. My dad's going to jump on his daddy. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it was, you know? And so as we're going up the hill, this guy that we called him Blue, his nickname was Blue Jean, but we called him Blue. He had a gun and he was going to kill this guy. And so my dad gets him back down the hill. And I, in my mind, I'm thinking, wait a minute. Why? Why are you taking up from me? You hate me. Yeah. And, then, and so... Now I'm really all messed up in the head. Yeah, you you you've done worse to me than slap me yeah. across the face, right hand, left hand, right, right hand, left you hand. You knocked yeah. me out. Yeah. You know, I mean, it didn't hurt. The the lady slapping me, she weighed about three hundred. Well, she weighed probably four hundred pounds. Big big lady. Yeah. 
It didn't. It. I was so mad. Right. The adrenaline was so yeah. so much. Didn't that, hurt me. You know. But you can definitely see where if you had not have dealt with it, we can definitely mm-hmm. see the cycle beginning. Absolutely. And thankfully, the cycle ended. Yeah. You know. Thankfully, I I did not have a bad childhood. I can't look back. I even even in those those years in the early parts of my childhood in the early parts of y'all's marriage. I can't say that I had a bad childhood. I can't say that I was I was abused verbally or physically. There was there are definitely some things that looking back I could say a young daddy messed up. Yeah. You know, and you you can too. You know, right. Because you you can look back and be like, I, I could have done better here, I could have done better there. Well what I done I was still in the I was still in the same routine of of pushing anger. Right. You know, so things would happen. Uh we But we, you, you learned how you learned that this is wrong. This is how. This is what I need to do. Yeah. But it all started with dealing with that root of bitterness. But the explosions that would happen at our mm-hmm. house, it was it was me pushing the anger away. Right. And not dealing and with the emotions, and then explode. Right. And when I would explode, it would be something so silly. Because yeah. it wasn't that that I was mad at. Mm-hmm. I was mad at something at work. I was mad at something here, something there. But I had pushed anger away so much it become my routine. And so I would just push it in a corner till I couldn't deal with it no more, and it would explode. Yeah. you know. And that's what my dad was doing. He'd done the same thing. He didn't know right. how to deal with his emotion. He his, was mad his, at his dad. He was mad at Korea. He yeah. was mad at himself yeah. and Korea. Yeah. He was mad at the government. He yeah. was mad. Mad at his best friend who died. He, yeah. He, he mad All at, kinds yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, Matt, probably if you asked him, you know, he, he he's, he's not around anymore, but you could, you could, you could, you could have asked him and he would have probably said, I'm mad at myself. And it's a recurring thing. I know I shouldn't beat my beat up my family, and then I do, and then I'm mad at myself, so I drink, and I'm mad at myself that I drink, so I drink more, mm-hmm. and then I lose my temper when I'm drunk, and I beat my kids, and then I'm mad at myself, so I drink again, yeah. and then I'm I have to run. This is a bad place uh, because of uh, I remember the war, but also this is a bad place because there's so many memories of me beating my wife and me beating my kids, so we got to move to another place, yeah. so we go to another place, yeah. but. You deal with that and you find it. So we, we know what bitterness is and we know how bitterness can affect not just you, but those around you. And you, you can create a cycle of, because in in that bitterness, you might look for a place or something to help you cope with it. And uh, Pawpaw's coping mechanism was alcohol. Mm-hmm. Your coping mechanism, beating up bullies. Yeah. But my dad's done something that I didn't do. When he got saved, he let God have it. Yeah, sure. He he let God have it, and God took it away. Yeah. Um, he was sixty three years old when he when he was received Christ and was born again, and he was he he never he he never had the problem. Yeah. Again, you know. So that so that's the that's the the third point to this. Um, how do you get rid of it? It's only Jesus. He's the only. You cannot. A an individual cannot. Outside of the Holy Spirit of God, bitterness is there. Yeah. So so there's nothing, meditation wise, self help wise. So what would you counseling? What would you say to that one who says I've conquered it and I used this 
10 step process i i use meditation i've conquered it what would you say to that person it's still there what you've done is you're doing a good job of keeping the grass cut but the the root is still there yeah if you still see kudzu you ain't got it absolutely i don't i don't have to consciously deal with the anger anymore now when you talk about your daddy it's it's all good. Yeah. When we talk about Papa at the house, it he never never brings up anything negative. When you bring up the negative, it's for an illustration. Yeah, that's what I'm preaching. I, there is, I have no hard, no ill feelings. Yeah, all I have from my daddy is love. That's it. Um, the things he done, I hate the act. Mm-hmm. I hate the act. I he's hate still alcohol. wrong for it. Yeah, I hate alcohol. I hate someone who beats their children uh that the act of beating a child but you get you're able to separate the person from the action when when the holy spirit gets involved he separates the person from the action and that's the end of it is that you have to forgive and the forgiveness only comes through jesus amen he he is our forgiveness forgiveness. and if you are not saved then you can't give true forgiveness People you say, don't even know what to forgive. You, you, number one, you don't know what forgiveness is. Right. Number two, you don't even know what you need to forgive. Right. And uh, people people say, and I, I've said this before, and you say it too, people say, I can forgive, but I can't forget. Well, that's not forgiving. No. And not to say that, okay, well, you don't have any more memories of what happened. Oh, yeah, I No, you've got the memories, but it means that you're not consciously, actively trying to repress anger. Yeah. It's that when you remember it, you go, "Yep, yeah, that yeah, happened. That, that happened." Yeah, but I don't remember the anger. Right, the anger is the anger is gone. It is gone. So here, here's the question. Here's the question for you now: Can it come back? I don't. No, I don't think so. I don't think that that particular. Yeah, this can, this is an honest question yeah, for me. I, I don't think it can. So you don't think that if you were to think about it and get mad at Lindsey Farr again, you don't think that it? I can't. Yeah. I don't. I, I can't get mad at him. You, you've Let, forgiven I, him. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. I'm t- I'm telling you. There would. Ha- I, I think there would have to have be to a be new, new set of circumstances. Absolutely. Because these old ones, you you've forgiven. They're gone. Yeah. You know, I. It's. I've never thought of it, but to forgive like Jesus. Yeah. It's it's cast as far as the east is from the west. Sure. I remember it. Yeah, I remember the things happening, but and I, that that's, I couldn't get mad about it if I wanted to. And that's our human limitation. God is so great that He can forget the act. Absolutely, not just forgive and then go. Well, yeah, that happened, but I forgive you. No, He He'll forget it, and then you can say, Well, God, I just want to come back and apologize for. He'll go, What? Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah. And not not be doing it sarcastically either. That's the the father cannot he cannot remember. He it's doesn't gone. remember. But I you know the, I think the Holy Spirit remembers because he helps yeah. you with it. You sure. know. I, I, he, well, and, when it when when God the and it, it's, it's crazy. We're starting getting to <laughs> Trinity. But when God the Father looks at us, he sees the righteousness of God the Son. And if he were to look at us bearing that. And remember what we did. I don't know. It's just it's yeah, that's G- Jesus, God the Son, might be able to remember because he bore yeah. the sin. You know, he yeah. he bore it, and so he might be able. But he loves in spite of it. 
and the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit, sure, sure, He remember maybe <laughs> because He's the Comforter and He's always well, around. When I, when I talk, when I talk about it, yeah, He He's right here. Yeah, you know, and so it's just it's it's, it's one of those things that. And we know we know the father casts it as far as east is from the west because he tells us that. So we know he doesn't remember it. But you start to, and we know that that the Godhead can separate things from each member of the Godhead because God the Father knows when Jesus is coming back, but Jesus God the Son doesn't know when he's right. coming back. Um, how do you explain that? Well, I take I take that by faith. You know, the, the Trinity is one of those things that I can't I can explain a lot. I can explain a lot. I can't explain that. Yeah. I can't explain the Trinity. I've tried. Um, I've got lost in the weeds trying to explain. I can't explain the what Trinity. we're talking about right now. I cannot explain what true forgiveness is. Well, it, I, it, the, it's a God thing. It's a God thing. If, if you can explain God, then that means you're God. I cannot, so. in myself, I cannot take you to that place where, where I where I actually let it, let God take it away. You know, I, the weeds are so high. I remember dealing with it and I remember it was, it was a process and, and I'm the one that made it the process. God could have taken it to me. He, he done it with daddy. Yeah. You know, Paul didn't, it didn't, he didn't keep it. No, he wasn't even mad at himself about how he treated y'all after he got saved. well, when he goes, when he gets baptized that day, he goes up in front of that church, turns around, gets down on his knees, and verbally tells each one of us mm-hmm. he is sorry, um, and graphically describes what mm-hmm. he done to us, and it's just like then it was done. Yeah, and if if one of us brought it up, it was just like, <laughs> yeah, and all that is is a. 63-year-old man taking God at his word mm-hmm. because his whole problem with salvation was... I can't be saved because I've he, done so bad. God can't forgive he what I've done. forgive me. And when he understood God can forgive everything you've done, he said, okay. He put it and all. And gave everything <laughs> on him. He did. That is some of the biggest fruit of salvation. Yeah. That... Yeah. Him, him saying... Him saying... Being able to... And him not even saying that, but him... Living that way for five years, yeah. you know that that's some of the biggest fruit of salvation, and and then him, even then the testimony of him saying that he's going to heaven empty-handed is testimony too. I think of salvation, him being honest, yeah. because a man that worked as hard as he did, because a hard worker, yeah, yeah, absolutely, you know, a man that worked as hard as he did, being able to say, well, not being able to say, but having the honesty to say the things that I've worked for I couldn't work enough to yeah to have anything I'm going to have going to, and I think and you said this too and uh, we'll we'll hit some final notes I'll hand it back to you and we'll wrap this episode up I think it's been a really good one much needed but I think the testimony that he left there will cause him to have some reward in heaven because I, of his honesty. I have used I have used that so so many times in my preaching and I have had so many people. I guess if there's one thing that I've used over the years um that I have gotten feedback on 
that's probably the biggest thing that yeah. I've ever gotten feedback on is people coming and saying, I'm like your dad, or I don't want to be like your dad. Yeah. Um, but the thing is a twofold thing kind of putting it in the basis tonight. He's saying, I'm going to have an empty handed. I gave it up. Yeah. You know, he's looking at the, he's looking at the kid. Yeah. That he hated. You can say it both ways. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to heaven and <laughs> I, I'm, I don't have anything to show for it, but I'm going to heaven and there's nothing here that I could say. I've, I've, I've given every wrong that I've done up. Keep like I, I'm not holding anything. Yeah. Off my shoulders. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm going to heaven, but there's no no regrets in myself. Yeah, I I could go back. Mm-hmm. I'd go back and I'd change it all. But as far as my the forgiveness I've gotten, you know, it's it's it's, it's there. Jesus Jesus yeah. saved me. He's he's forgiven yeah. me. Yeah, once once he got a hold of it, once yeah. he plugged into it. Yeah. I'd really like to see if he if he were to have lived where he would have been, oh, you know, yeah. in, in the spiritual growth. Yeah. He, he he would have been one of those, Brother Bobby won't mind me mentioning his daddy, Yeah, but he'd have been Brother Bobby Barnes' daddy. Yeah. Getting up and testifying every service. Yeah. And the, just the, when we met him, nicest yeah. man. And Brother Bobby come out of the, some of the same stuff. But he, his daddy is one of the nicest people I've ever met. I think that's who he. And when you mention, you know, if if you were to ever use him as an example, he'd have been like Brother Charles crying. Yeah. People would say, "I just don't see it. I don't see." Mm-hmm. And it's because of where he was allowed, what he allowed God to do in such a short amount of time. Yeah. You know, did would he have been clean cut and he'd been rough around the edges? Oh yeah, <laughs> he's been rough around the edges. Yeah, but um, it's important that you let that root of bitterness go uh, because it can it can kill you prematurely. Yes, uh, it can. can it can ruin your family. It can ruin your life. It can ruin um, every aspect of your life. It can ruin your fellowship. You're not living. You're existing. Yeah. If you've got bitterness in your heart, you're existing. You're not. You're not. You are not participating in the abundant life that God has for you. Sure. You're not victorious. You're stuck. You're stuck at AI. And, I wrote a letter to a little boy, an 11 year old little boy trying to deal with bitterness. You know, that was, that was the culmination of it Mm -hmm. all going back to that little boy because Derek is a grown man was able to deal with the bitterness, but there's a little boy that's stuck inside of me that I had to go find him. He, he never grew another day. And, uh, I had to go inside myself with the help of the Lord Jesus and find that little boy and bring him out. And once he got to uh, the age that I was, then um, every part of Derek was okay. Yeah. But uh, I don't, you know, these uh, these doctors, um, they, they write and... Uh, and they're smart, no doubt. They're smart. 1996, I go to Dare School, and uh, a uh, psychologist gets up and she starts talking about uh, a uh, codependent home, and she absolutely undresses me mm-hmm. emotionally in front of my class, um, describes my entire family, and uh, and I started. 
I lost it. I started crying, and uh, she, we had to stop the class. Mm. Just me and her talking. I told, I said, "How dare you come in here and expose me like that?" You know, it was it was it was crazy. Yeah, but um, I I I, I don't have any. Uh, a doctor didn't tell me how to get get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't read a book. Um, I read the Bible. Yeah. The Holy Spirit of God showed me how to deal with my bitterness. Amen. And um, I can I can tell you for a fact, He is the only one. Amen. He is the only one that can handle it. He's got the axe that's big enough to cut down the root. Yeah. And so uh, He's big enough to take take the dirt, uproot everything, and take all the kudzu out and put every bit of dirt back. Yeah. Where where we, if you do it. You're going to leave a hole. Mm-hmm. God, if you'll let him, will take it out, take all the kudzu out of bitterness, yeah. put the dirt back, and be like nothing was there. Yeah. But the problem is a lot of times after years and years and years of you trying to chop away at it, chop away at it, and then God, you finally give it to God, there's going to be that little bit of divot there. There are scars in my life because of bitterness. Yeah. But it was because I wasn't dealing with it. Right. It was me trying to handle it and me trying to, again, deceive myself. If you'd have gotten it handled the day you got saved or shortly thereafter, oh my goodness. probably not as many scars, oh, no if doubt. any. No doubt. You would have had a much better childhood as a little boy. Yeah. Um, Miss Becky would have had a much better early time of marriage. Yeah. And so would I. So would I. Sure. I you know, it affected me more than it affected anybody. Yeah. And and that's the th- you know my daddy's bitterness affected him more than it affected me. Yeah. For sure. You know? No <laughs> doubt. It's, it's cra- it yeah. was sending him to hell. Yeah. You know, he was he was dying going to hell without yeah. God and almost did. I mean every time I talk to him, I can't you don't know what I've done. You mm. don't you don't know what I've done. Yeah. Well, we hope that this episode helped you. Um, maybe it's not for you right now, but maybe it will be for you in the future. Uh, maybe you can listen to this and help somebody that you know. Um, I think this was a much-needed topic. Uh, this was not the plan when we when we uh, sat down to do this. Uh, I think God was uh, he had he had planned this before we before we ever. And that's the that's the beautiful thing of this podcast. We do get silly from time to time we do talk about different uh doctrinal issues and biblical issues and uh political issues but from time to time things get real serious here on the patriotic preachers and we need that so uh we hope that we hope that we helped you if you need any help in this particular area um Derek Farr my dad is one of the best people outside of the Lord Jesus Christ that you can talk to about bitterness and all he's going to do is send you right back to Jesus. Amen. That's all he's going to do. Please but reach if you out. if you need if you need help with this, countless people he has he's helped. Um and there there comes a time when people just all they want to do is complain about it rather than get it fixed and I've seen you eventually just get We're not going to do we, that. We don't do that. But we can we can we can reach we can find the root. If you're tired of belly aching, yeah. If if you're tired of of trying to hide it and trying to be deceptive, if 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 you want if you want to save your life, if you want to save your marriage, 
You want to save your children's lives? Yeah. You're going to have to deal with it. And the only way to deal with it is to turn it over to him. Amen. And I'm telling you this right now. You're not going to do it just by listening to this and going, yeah. okay, I will. Yeah, well, that ain't uh, happening. Uh, I that, promise you it ain't happening. That's over with. Yep. Patrioticpreachers at gmail.com. Send us an email. Uh, we'd, be, we'd be glad to talk to you. I will send, I will forward all the messages over Pop's way. Y'all can get a, a, a chain going there. I'll um, come to where you are. I'm retired now. Yeah. I'll get in my truck and I will drive to where you are if I need to. Driven further for less. Absolutely. Don't even don't even know where you are, but we've driven further for less. Sure have. But we appreciate you for listening. I'm Micah Farr. For Derek Farr, we're out of here.